previously on My Best Friend's Journal. We have been through this. You're not interested unless there's an equal <laughs> amount of gay storyline. Can you I suck can... your own dick? No, you know this. If I could suck my own dick, you'd never see me again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? My my gay brand has has a, a butch streak to it. Instead of a hammer, I used a hatchet. Instead of a wrench, I used needle nose pliers. Instead of the right drill bit, I used the wrong drill <laughs> if, bit. If and... you name one more tool, I'm going to scream. <laughs> oh, gee. I'm really, really um, already over you not feeling great about imagination. But oh well. <laughs> Taint. Taint. You give soup way too much credit. I wouldn't if you didn't force me to argue it, but look what you're making me do. <laughs> and I want... Well, we, okay. It, if you go back and listen to this conversation... All right, well, the people have had enough soup talk, I'm sure. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, Good morning, you little tallywhacker. Yeah. <laughs> I had my mouth all open to say good morning, and then you called me a tallywhacker. I didn't know what to do, so I just made a sound. Hi. It's the first time you've ever closed your mouth at the uh, mention of tallywhacker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, hi, welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam, the alleged tallywhacker. And I'm Mike. Um, I'm probably also a tallywhacker. We're all tallywhackers. <laughs> if you say so. How are you, friend? <laughs> I'm good. I'm in a great mood. I'm drinking my Starbucks. I had a lovely morning and I'm ready to have a delightful day. How are you? Uh, I'm also good. Well, you know what happens when we start off in a good mood. <laughs> Things go downhill very quickly. So brace yourself, baby. My news is fucking turned off. I am not. I will not be interrupted from my joy this morning. I'm committed. Good. <laughs> Commit to that and joy. Fuck oh my everyone God, who, who tries. <laughs> Do I sound joyous? I'm to call you Oprah, but never mind. <laughs> Commit to your joy. Commit to your passions. What's your What's your week been like? What have you been up to? We haven't We haven't chatted much since the last episode, honestly. Um, you know, my week has been really good. Uh, I have been getting back into real life. I feel like it's the second week of January, uh, and it's just it kind of took me a while to you know get back into any semblance of uh, I don't know reality or or regularity after uh, the new year. You should but have more I'm, fiber. <laughs> you know that's not an issue for me. I do know that. So much fiber in my diet. Although this morning it's been a um an what? How do I say in an action free zone without getting too into poop? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> this morning I haven't had my regular constitutional, so I may have to either pause this recording or shit my pants again. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know. All right, I gotta. I have to start picking comments. Like, there's so many that came through my head. I can't like try them all in one sentence. I'm gonna go with, "How dare you?" you? Always try them all in one sentence. I know I do, and it's always very challenging to edit. So I'm gonna just go with, "How dare you try and downplay poop by calling it your morning constitutional?" <laughs> so wait, what was I saying? Oh yeah, things are things are just regular. I'm back to working on the house. I'm back to working, working for clients. I'm taking some classes. Very busy, feeling good. You know, I love to be busy. I love to feel like my days are full of productivity. Me too. It is. Like, how are things with you? Very similar. Actually, yesterday I spent 
way too yesterday. much time. All my trouble seems so far away, and now it looks as though they're here to stay. Um, I was watching the impeachment for far too long until I was realizing what a fucking waste that was, and I finally turned mm-hmm. it off like right before the like minutes before the vote. I watched hours of of <laughs> nonsense debate. <laughs> Why? Because you I did was that like backwards, my friend. I know it was backwards, but I, I realized this after the fact, and I was like, I have just wasted so much of my day, and now I'm gonna feel bad about myself that I haven't made use or found joy in this day for things I I knew exactly what each of these people were going to say. I knew what the outcome was gonna be. Like I knew he would definitely be impeached. I didn't I guess the only thing I didn't know was how many Republicans would get on board. But I could have found this all out from the news later. Anyway, don't want to talk about it too much. Just want to say, not feeling productive, you know, can can steal joy from me. So later mm-hmm. on, I I wrote a lot, produced. I cleaned, I I did things, I produced, yes, and it made me feel so much better. <laughs> Great, I produced. <laughs> it makes it sound like you, you either took a shit? I don't know, you either took a shit or you like went to a sperm bank or something. Like you mm. you, you produced something <laughs> from your body. Have not yet been to a sperm bank. It is not off the bucket list but well one day um <laughs> bucket list i think you mean the list of possibilities but unless you really want to go to a sperm bank <laughs> you know you can't take a deposit right <laughs> you can only leave one how much i'm sorry i don't see the menu here i'm looking for someone about six two dark hair <laughs> <laughs> they're like sir please leave <laughs> I've got plans for all this sperm. I'll have a number four. um, And can you add a shot of espresso? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it froths very well. Gross. Um, So I specifically don't want to talk about politics because every time we do, the news changes and then we look like fucking idiots. But I do have a question for you. Okay. Do you think that at the ripe age of 78, Joe Biden is now the subject of of masturbation more than he was at any other point in his life are more people jerking oh. off to Joe Biden than ever have before. Wow. That took a hard right turn. Did not know what, what you're going to do. Speaking of um, our president elects age. Like, um, isn't it listen, inspiring? It's like at 78 years old, more people are jerking off to him than ever before. Anything can happen. I, first of all, new, no, absolutely not. Um, like I'm just saying more was, than were before he was elected. I No, I heard the question Thank you for the <laughs> clarification, but no, I absolutely not. So I think of like <laughs> he was a like a whole there was a whole running joke in Parks and Recreation about Leslie Nope finding him incredibly sexy. Do you know Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. He's on my celebrity sex list. And that was like back then and he was still very old then and that was the joke is that like he was the VP and because he was like this kind of like lovable figure she found him very sexy. And I feel like that was like peak Joe Biden sexiness. Now mm. he is affable old man i think that no one is jerking off to him now because i mean it's like jerking off to jimmy carter it's just not gonna fucking happen man <laughs> i guess so i don't know i just like i often threaten to jerk off at just ideas I've, I've threatened to jerk off at mitch mcconnell getting dragged out of the white house or out of the white house out of the uh-huh. senate so like this is similar uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but i i understand like the the whole like you know power Concept. thing is sure. the, the, the power dynamic is sexy you know we we have someone that aligns more with our politics in the white house which is sexy in a kind of uh, in a kind of abstract way but no i don't think that uh literally anyone is double clicking their mouse to old jizzy jb <laughs> jizzy j perfect okay well then i will leave it there i just it was it was a hypothesis that i guess you disagree with maybe mm-hmm. maybe someone will let us know if they are one of these people but i'm just curious 
a hypothesis is an educated guess, and I don't feel like there was anything specifically scientific about that. That was just a, a well, shot in the dark. My, oh, hey! <laughs> you know what? I was going to try and defend my the indefensible, but I appreciate your shot in the dark comment, so let's leave it there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Speaking of a shot in the dark, mm-hmm. do you have a gayest moment of the week? Oh, uh, <laughs> that is kind of a shot in the dark because the answer is no, but I definitely Aww. have a butchest moment. So if you don't mind, can we go down that path that you're not a huge fan of? I'm I'm a fan of that. I love that. It shakes you things up. You always boo every you're time. You're right. You you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing if not inconsistent. Um, I no, I do. I don't know. I, I enjoy the butchest moment. I just also enjoy making fun of you. Let me have it all. Roll it. Uh, like I said, I've been getting back into um, into working on the house, and that has kind of l- lent itself. What? Lent itself? That's kind of. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Well, it sounds better than lent itself. That's what you said. <laughs> lent itself sounds like you lent liquor, you know? <laughs> it has made me, I don't know, just kind of embrace my, my butchness after uh, taking a few weeks off. So I guess my most exciting moment of the week, which was pretty lesbianic of me, was... Going to Home Depot, going to the furthest Home Depot from my house, like on the opposite side of Denver, specifically because the table saw that I've been eyeing for weeks was finally (laughs) back in stock and it was on sale. So I got very excited, hopped in the car, drove over an hour to a Home Depot and got myself a beautiful new table saw, which I'm so excited to use Mm. uh, in building a few things for this house. So that was super exciting. And then uh, because, you know, I was leaning into this like straight boy realness um, vibe, I decided to get back into my Xbox. Straight boy realness. Straight boy realness. Um, And so like in the, in the exact same, you know, the same day that I went way out of my way to go to Home Depot, I came home and uh, plugged my Xbox back in for the first time in months um and started playing uh games again just because i wanted to be near peter (laughs) but he works in his office all night long so i came up here near his office where there's a tv and put on my headphones so i could play my games and just be near him and we could have some like family time um but that was a bad idea yeah it wasn't a great idea though because i wear noise canceling headphones and apparently i talk out loud to the game and don't realize it ah so the noise canceling (laughs) headphones don't cancel noise for other people is what you're telling me they weirdly do not he like stomped around the corner on a call he was like what is going on in here i was like what i have no idea i have headphones on the tv's on mute what could possibly be going on he's like you are making the craziest noises i'm like oh so sorry fucking gamers Um, you people are so loud okay don't call me a gamer i occasionally play a game uh, okay, I don't I don't know how else to qualify what a gamer is. You, like someone screaming like while gamer playing a game. Light. Sure, you're you're a diet gamer. Um yeah. I <laughs> I was Stevia. <laughs> my next or my upstairs neighbor, I believe is a gamer. It's the decision I've made. I can't really tell, but he's making a lot of noises that I believe can only be reactions to playing a game with strangers online, you know? Noises such as what? He's just like screaming a lot of it's excited, like the mood changes a lot. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like oh, sure. fighting. Sometimes it's like joy. And I, I, my logical conclusion is that he's playing a game that is very roller coaster like for his emotions. <laughs> and you don't hear the other side of that conversation. It's just like him yelling and nothing else. I'm assuming the other side is you uh, yelling at the game from Colorado doing anything <laughs> to keep me awake. <laughs> I, I, I did specifically seek out your neighbor to start playing uh, live games with. No, I don't play with strangers online. I'm not. I don't even know how that works. I'm an old person. I like to play um, on my own television. That's a lie. You definitely play with strangers online. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I don't play Xbox with strangers online. There and it's go. been a really long time since I played with strangers online in a different way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you please um, get us out of this weird straight boy slash lesbian territory and bring it back to gay because I'm boring myself. Well, I can give you my gayest moment. Unfortunately, my gayest moment, or fortunately, I guess depends who's listening, but unfortunately for you who's looking for a turn away from the lesbians, my gayest moment is centered around a lesbian. Gay, 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 gay. So my gayest moment is my newfound obsession with Fran Lebowitz. Where the fuck have I been? She has been famous since before I was born, and I am only now discovering her, and I am inundated. I love her so much. In fact... Inundated? Inundated with Fran Lebowitz material? What do you mean inundated? So she's got a new docu-series on Netflix that Martin Scorsese produced, and he kind of co-hosts. It's called Pretend It's a City. It is so fucking good. I just, like, you know, turned it on in a whim and watched all of it in two sittings. And then I started looking up everything Fran Lebowitz I possibly could. Found a podcast with her that's an hour and a half of her just giving opinions. Um, looked up. I tried desperately to find her original documentary with Martin Scorsese, but it's nowhere to be found. Produced by HBO, but it's only on DVD. <gasps> that's how old it is. Similar to Short Bus. Yes. Ugh, it's annoying. But anyway, I am. I love her so much. I feel like her worldview is just so um, appealing to me. And also, okay. I would like love to be her friend, but also I know she would absolutely hate me, which is one of the things I love most about her. <laughs> oh, that speaks to some uh, some complicated <laughs> self-hatred, I think. Um, but why would she hate yeah, you? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I disagreed with, a lot of her opinions. And she's, I mean, she's got so many opinions. And I, there's... I do not identify myself with her, um, you know, views point for point, but I'm just so entertained by everything she is saying. Um, She also has a very simplistic view on, you know, how we were kind of struggling with ourselves last episode about movies we enjoyed but are problematic because of casting or um, Mm -hmm. shows we're performing in that are problematic because I'm white. Um, Yeah. She she didn't specifically get into appropriation, but she was talking about – uh, a favorite author of hers from, I don't know, generations ago. I don't even remember who it was, but he apparently engaged in a lot of really bad behavior, which she doesn't even specify. But she says pretty plainly that she has no problem separating work from the person. She's like, I will not mm-hmm. stop consuming artists I like, regardless of their terrible behavior. Like very plainly, which I just cannot say so simply. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's more complicated for me, but I, I do. I mean, there's a huge spectrum of those views and people fall all over that spectrum, you know? So um, even someone that you identify with that, I guess that doesn't really surprise me. She's also from a different generation where that probably feels a little bit simpler. Totally. I just, I think one of the things that I appreciate the most is how easy opinions are for her because every time I come I begin an opinion I interrupt myself with another thought contradicting it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and she's so the opposite of that she's like steadfast in how she feels and she's pretty unapologetic about it she's just yes and so fucking funny about everything let me just give a a couple examples of her that I appreciate I I don't really know how to sum it all up Um, she says things like you know, she was a cab driver at one point. She was a house cleaner. And she was like, I hated these jobs. They were hard. And I'd go from one job to another until I realized I don't hate these jobs. I just hate working. And I was like, yes, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that that is where you like where you uh, like identify with her very much <laughs> like the most. Well, then I also, you know. I'm completely the opposite of her in her um, point of view on entertainment. She's a huge bookworm, reads so much. And someone asked her about 
um, representation in books and inclusivity in general and diversity. And she said, contrary to popular opinion to her, books should act as doors and not mirrors that she doesn't need to see herself in a book. She wants to be taken to another oh, place. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is exact. Oh my God. Now I love her. I have never, I couldn't pick her out of a crowd. I know nothing about her, but that now I'm obsessed with her because that is what that, that, she just so succinctly put what I, what I love about fiction. I, it um. is a door into a different world, into a different experience. And if sometimes if that reflects back at me, like, like a, a similar experience, that's great, but it certainly doesn't have to. And I get more out of it if it doesn't even. We know what my opinion is on that. I want to see a gay 31-year-old in everything I mm-hmm. <laughs> consume. But mm-hmm. This is why you jerk off in a mirror. I haven't in a long time because of our <laughs> terrible mirror placement in my apartment. Um, I will not be blamed for that. <laughs> you don't want to be blamed for ruining my masturbation habits? <laughs> <laughs> nope. You um, have access to hand mirrors. It's just it's a lot of work and both hands are already quite busy, let me assure you. <laughs> both. <laughs> Anyway, she is... One's like working the bellows somehow. <laughs> One's pumping the uh, well or whatever. The, <laughs> those old school... Churning the butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Churning the butter. In a way. Uh, anyway, she's just uh-huh. like the 70-year-old New York City nostalgic curmudgeon that I one day will be. She hates technology with every fiber of her being. I, I don't really know how to sum her up because she can't be summed up. She is complex. couple other just really interesting things about this documentary, Pretend It's a City. Definitely recommend it. Easy to watch. There's a lot of clips of her and Toni Morrison showing their relationship. There's clips of Duke Ellington and Leonard Bernstein like hanging out and talking. So mesmerizing to kind of wow. get this glimpse into old New York. And lastly, one of my favorite things was she was... Not friends with Andy Warhol. They they worked together, I think. Yeah, he hired her for a magazine. But they were not friends. She did not like him. And apparently he did not like her. And she had a bunch of his work that she sold at one point when she needed money two weeks before he died. And she says mm. that he did it on purpose. He died knowing. <laughs> <laughs> knowing his work would appreciate in value and oh. therefore spiting her. <laughs> that is hilarious she's amazing okay i have one quick question okay uh, and then a, a brief aside so is she famous because of her work as a documentary filmmaker or how did she become she, famous she is not a documentary filmmaker she is the subject of a couple with martin scorsese because she's uh, like a personality right she is so she's, she's she's not like a producer of like she's not like a prolific producer of work no and that's like some one of the things she talks about a in the fact that she hates to work she and, hates working and she, she says this over <laughs> and over she's like i don't people ask why well, don't I have more work she's like i hate working i do it when i need to make money <laughs> And that's about it. Otherwise, I'd rather be at home reading. She is a speaker and humorist and just kind of iconic. She's got this very iconic look of like a white shirt and a a black blazer. She has been in... Does she write? She does write. She's got a couple books, but she's also very famous for having this notorious writer's block for like decades. Um, It's not writer's block. She hates to work. (laughs) Does she... Like, But how did she become... Like, how did she come to her fame like how does she become like why do i know her name a new york city staple in the same way that like you may not know all of andy warhol's work but you know who andy warhol is um sure it's her association with these people it's her association okay so she like ran in those circles in this like the 60s like the studio 54 and she's also a famous writer her works uh, she seems like someone that would like occasionally write for the new yorker yes exactly that kind of like witty writer for a bunch of different columns she's also written um two notable books i guess metropolitan life and social studies but i think mostly it is her personality that has kind of kept her 
afloat in, in New York City um, zeitgeist, I suppose. Okay, she, sure. Someone said it. Oh, fucking Louis Vertel. He's always right about everything, too. <laughs> he was talking about her, which delighted me because it was after I had finished consuming as much of her as possible. As much of her work as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with the work. Thank you. And so I could appreciate what he was saying. And he was like, some people are speakers and not writers. We write because it's how you get paid, you know? But mm-hmm. speaking is a better medium for her than writing. So it's kind of hard to like um, encapsulate all of her work because it really is about the things she says and the opinions she can come up with on the fly. That is very interesting. And I, I think I... I'm now fascinated by her because it's really hard to become to have that level of celebrity and like be an icon like that without having like a specific kind of work that you produce. And she um, it sounds like she kind of not dabbles, but she just kind of like has an umbrella of like personality and work that has kind of surrounded her and made her this icon. Um, And it's a little bit more complicated than like Scorsese being a director or Andy Warhol being a painter or whatever it is. Totally. She if you had to like give her a career on Wikipedia, I bet it would say humorist, writer, public speaker. But she just kind okay. of she's known for her opinions. She's like very uh-huh. complex and yet very matter of fact all at once. I love that. Now, brief aside. Okay. Your so your fascination with not fascination, yeah, fascination slash preoccupation with like kind of old New York and like your love for that city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in my years of living in LA, I kind of developed that with Los Angeles. I, um, for Christmas from my niece, uh, we do the thing in our family where we like pull names and then, you know, like you have a surprise kind of secret Santa, but they like fill a stocking for you pretty much. Sure. Um, and uh, so my niece pulled my stocking. So really my sister-in-law uh, shot for me, but that's it. Anyway, I got this amazing, like Toshin coffee table book of it's just called Los Angeles and it's huge. Mm -hmm. And there are these pictures of like old Hollywood before, like I lived in LA for like five and a half years and just, um, during the, it's, it's most recent iteration, you know, but the, I'm fascinated with old LA and like Mm -hmm. what it used to be before when it was still was grungy and like the like Laurel Canyon days of like Joni Mitchell. And uh, Ah. there's this picture. I I turned the page and there's this picture of like Joni Mitchell in the late sixties, looking like an angel, just leaning out of the window of her Laurel Canyon home. And I was like, this is, I I don't know. It's, it's that kind of like fascination that I can flip through a book, like a, a, you know, 300 page book of just like pictures of the history of the city and just imagine. And I love, love, love it so much. And like, I, I hear you talk about New York that way, and I, I feel like L.A. stuck with me in a way that I didn't think it would. I thought we would be there for a couple of years, and I didn't think I would really like crack the surface. But I, I really fell in love with that place oh. um, in, a, in a way where I, I am I, – I think I will always be kind of fascinated with the, the very like storied history of that very complex place. Anyway. Um, interesting you should say that because I – we both are – kind of getting a picture of some of that old Los Angeles in the book we're reading or reading, listening to <gasps> Vanishing Half. Oh my God. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I started a while ago and just got back into like it a whole lot more now after giving it a second chance. It's fiction. You know how I feel about that. Sometimes it's hard for me mm-hmm. to get into. You said, get back into it. I did. And I'm glad you did. But the point is LA is like very much featured. It's a character in the story. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's a little funny to me because you don't love fiction and you also don't always love listening to a book. So I feel like it's kind of a double, um, 
uh, like two strikes against it already, but we both have that book on Audible. It's been on the New York Times bestselling seller list for a long time. I should um, say I, caveat. Like obviously, I do like like I love Harry Potter. There's a lot of TV shows I like. I like fiction, but I don't know why sometimes I have a hard time picking up new works of fiction to read. This one, it just it, it did take a little bit to get into. I didn't. It's one of those books that when you first start it, it feels kind of like a period piece. It's like a from a much different place and time, um, and then suddenly you're like jumping ahead and moving locations. And yes, all of a sudden Los Angeles in like the 60s, 70s, 80s is a whole character. And you're learning about like Ooh, 80s. I'm not uh, there yet. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> we even get to New York at one point. <gasps> Spoiler alert. But yeah, it's a, I think it's, it's beautiful. It does get a little bit queer. Um, no spoilers, but because we're both reading it, maybe once we finish it, we can do a little bit of um, either education or just like MBFJ book club uh, on here and, and talk about how we felt about the book as a whole. Cause I am, um, I'm really into it. At, like all of a sudden took me a second, but I am too. So anyway, if you need a book recommendation, get the vanishing half. It's great on audible or it's on the New York times bestseller list. Very easy to find in, uh, you know, from your local bookseller. I bet it is. Um, Speaking of beautiful stories and local books, you know where I'm going oh, with this. God. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the transition to the journal gets more pompous every week. <laughs> speaking of amazing works of nonfiction, <laughs> next week. Speaking of Pulitzer prizes, uh, should we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get into the journal. Okay. Okay, so we are in January of 2016. Do you care to remind us where we were? I think we are at the very end of January 2016. Um, I was watching a ton of Oscar movies. I was in the middle of this contract in Florida, and I was appreciating having a good president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. And you were also complaining about imagination constantly. And if I see that word one more time, I'm going to omit it completely. So you're going to have to guess where it was. I'll have to use my imagination then. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, I can't believe January you 20- didn't say imagination in the <laughs> conclusion of that end. <laughs> Set it up for yourself. You know what? I'm not always the sharpest to crown in the box. Ain't the sharpest crown in the box. I said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little coloring myself. Is that how it goes? Did you just <laughs> smash mouth me right now? Yeah. How dare you bring up smash mouth on this podcast? You are really lowering the bar. Yeah. How could I possibly lower the bar of this podcast? Um, <laughs> I love a, that you made smash mouth a verb and B the fact that truly like try and sing that for me. I said, yep. What a concept. I could use a little few of myself. We could all use a little change. Keep going. The years stop coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I guess they're Yeah, perfect. That's plenty. Why do we know this? <laughs> well, I guess we don't. You <laughs> trailed off at the end there. But people know so uh, many lyrics to this terrible song from the Shrek album. No, that wasn't the Shrek album. I, uh, All-Star's I'm a believer Shrek? was from the Shrek album. No, All-Star, I'm pretty sure Smash Mouth was on the Shrek album as covering I'm a Believer by the Monkees. Definitely and by the Monkees. I've never seen Shrek, so I can't confirm this, but I'm You've looking You've never up seen All-Star. Shrek? Nope, never. <laughs> Honestly, oh my God, it's actually so fun. I know. It is so, I, you would crack your shit up. It's I know very self deprecating. It's very like, um, it was the first of its kind, like that, uh, like really high quality animation, like digital animation from a studio outside of 
uh, Disney Pixar, and it was really funny and like worked for adults as well as kids. It was great. Honestly, at this point, it's kind of like a point of pride that like I know it's absurd that I haven't seen Shrek, but now I'm like, it's kind of amazing that I haven't seen Shrek at this point. Like what a random thing. Like it's okay. No, don't give yourself credit <laughs> for that. Go watch that fucking movie. Um, you are right. It's not on that soundtrack. It is on the same soundtrack as Walking on the Sun, which is uh, Fushu Meng? Astro. No, it's Astro Lounge. Fushu Meng was their debut uh, album. Fushu. Oh, OK, gotcha. Fushu Meng. Yeah. And my mom made me return that CD because she was sure that it was um, a play on Fuck You, Man, and uh, she was not having it. I think she's right. Yeah, I'm sure she's right. (laughs) But as a kid, I was like, no, it means nothing, but the music is great, so shut up and let me have the CD. Yeah, the music is great. We all say that about Smash Mouth. Um, (laughs) Uh Oh, man, loved it. Wanted that CD so bad. Everybody loves Smash Mouth at that point. Why? They're trash uh now, right? Do they support Donald Trump? Never mind, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. I take it back. (laughs) I love that it's always political. No, I think it's just shitty music. That's all. It's a very easy um, trash filter. (laughs) Yeah, they're not, I mean, they're not Kid Rock, who, you know, is Donald's number one supporter. Um, But they are, I think they're just bad music. Also, yeah, I don't know. That was like such a such a hit. It was like Smash Mouth and Bare Naked Ladies for some reason uh, related to me. No, but don't do that. I love Bare Naked no, Ladies. But they were like of a time, you know? It was yeah, like this like right. kind of like like they are definitely in the of, same camp for sure. Yeah. Um right with uh, Sugar yeah, Ray, I, even Third Eye Blind. I know these are very different bands, but this is a this is a, a clip of history. Yeah, this is like a, a late 90s uh snapshot, like 1997 maybe. Yeah. Um yeah. Anywho, Shall we get back to January? So, yeah, we should. I've been trying to avoid the beginning of this entry, though, because the very first thing you said was made homemade stew. And I don't want to talk about <laughs> soup again. I will let you. I will let you go. We don't have to talk okay. about it. But I will okay. say we do have to talk about it a little bit just because um, I it was pouring out and we didn't have a show. And all of us, I made this soup in the morning like and let it just kind of heat on the stove all day. And I was sitting, okay, Cam was making a vomit face. Fine, I get it. I'm not going to go down this with you. But the point of the story is not the Mm, soup. Boiled food. (laughs) Ignoring that completely, because otherwise we know what happens. This is peasant food. This is like, you know, medieval, just throw everything in a pot. You told me you didn't want to talk about stew and soup, and you are stoking the flame, my friend. I'm fighting. uh, I'm trying with all my being. The flame under your pot of boiled food peasant food this is on you i am i'm I'm trying to be the bigger person and not talk about soup (laughs) okay go ahead go ahead sorry go ahead anyway the point is not the soup but the uh afternoon that followed it was pouring out and we had this nice little porch in my house and i went outside with my soup and some crusty bread which i know you like with your soup so at least there was that Mm. and i was just enjoying the rain what'd you have for your entree (sighs) (laughs) you know i'm i'm just poking yeah um, um, so I'm glad anyway, it was a good... well, no, I didn't even get oh, to yeah. it yet. I was well, out. It's in the entry. Do you want to hear? Fine. <laughs> Spent most of the morning slash afternoon on the porch watching the rain with all of the soulmates. It was fun. It was really sweet because I went out there that first does sound fun. with my fucking soup and oh. I was by myself and then Luke came out to join and then Ryan across the street was like, what you guys doing? And all, we just like slowly assembled and spent the afternoon just like sitting, chatting in the rain like old men on a porch, you know? Like old man, <laughs> like old men with soft teeth. Very sweet. <laughs> um, okay. So you said, got an email from James saying, oh, 
going back to the last to episode. Catch folks up. Last episode, um, I emailed this guy and someone else because I was getting a, a smaller paycheck than everyone else in the cast, and and I was a replacement. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I should have been making at least the same, if not more. But what happened? Right. Okay. Sorry. I I have deciphered the chicken scratch. <laughs> so you got this email from James saying that you make less because the other mates are quote at a higher experience level than me. Oh. Bull period shit period makes <laughs> me feel ter- makes me feel terrible and terrible. less than show and then watched old Drag Race. To be honest, um. At this point, I believe my resume was stronger than all of theirs. I do think they were more talented than me. So experience level must have been a nice way of saying that because that certainly was not true. That's com. So they never, they didn't like, well, obviously these people were cheap as hell. Remember just a couple episodes ago, they were putting you in a occupied cat apartment. So they're not like trying to, and then they didn't even hire a cleaning person. When you moved into your permanent residence, you had to like deep clean the kitchen. So cleaning this Libya. is... Uh, <laughs> they didn't even hire a cleaning labia so yeah that's uh there's a lot of signs pointing to the fact that they're not gonna ante up and pay you what mm-hmm. you're worth nope and they continue to insult me in the process Ah well back to the journal january 28th hung on the porch man you're spending a lot of time on the porch these days it's very deliverance i imagine like <laughs> you know white tank top rocking chair You know, I've actually never seen Deliverance. Are you shocked? What? I said, you know, I've never actually seen Deliverance, but I haven't seen Shrek, so nobody's shocked. Anywho. Well, I've never seen Deliverance either. These movies are in no way related. They're totally related. Anytime you go to like a matinee of Shrek, it's always followed by Deliverance. They're both children's movies. Anytime you go to a matinee of Shrek, like it's something anyone could do at any time, like it's played at classic movie houses it across is, and the it's world. It's usually paired with Deliverance, you ignorant fool. Fine. Okay. Um, I'm just going to leave that alone. Uh, so you hung on the porch and in the living room with Luke and Ryan, made up Spider Man songs with Luke on the guitar. It's How fun. Um, that's what I was talking about last week. And I'm sure. Uh-huh. So I was hanging out with Luke and Ryan. I'm willing to bet Ryan left when that Spider-Man song session started. <laughs> Guten Tag, friends. Oh, he would do that uh, often. He'd be like, okay, well, that's my cue. Love you all, but don't love this. See ya. <laughs> I'm with Ryan. Um, you had a fine show that night. You had a good imagination. Great. That's how I mark the quality of the show. Uh, okay, on the 29th, I don't know what this means. Kick got his visual flying in on Tuesday. Wish I could be in NYC for it. Huh? Oh, nope. That doesn't say visual. It says visa exclamation point. Oh, Kick God. got his visa. Flying in on Tuesday. Wish I could be in NYC for it. <laughs> his visual. Uh, I was like, his visual of what? <laughs> um, yeah, he got his visa. It's a, the longest fucking process, as you might remember from Australia. <laughs> so sorry. Or Korea. You've dealt with this. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about getting visas it sounds complicated i got one once did i use it no because i quit korea (laughs) did you even get all the way to getting the visa process i got my fucking visa and it was very expensive and very annoying so i really should have made that fucking decision before i got the Mm -hmm. visa yeah you poor thing i feel bad for you see episode one (laughs) uh saw vanessa and eli's shakespeare interactive show they were wonderful you had two eh soulmates Getting down on myself. Okay. Boiling right past that. On the 30th. <laughs> I'm so easy. Show- like, but you know what? It works in both directions. I can be so down on myself for the stupidest thing, but I can also turn it around for the stupidest thing. That's fair. Yeah. It's giving yourself credit. Thought you were going to make a 
joke about being up on yourself. I don't know. I'm going down on myself. We, we know I can't self-suck. Okay, go on. <laughs> you know I can't self-suck. Oh, so... um, I'm sorry. You know that, what, what did I just I, remind you of? <laughs> you know that meme account that we both follow, Fitness Gaze? Uh-huh. On Instagram, so uh, whoever runs that account, uh, he does like secret confessions in his in his uh, on his stories all the time, and so like all these gays like write in all these confessions. And one time, one of the people wrote, "I can eat my own ass." Wow! So f- two things, <laughs> so flexible. Wow! Yeah, and like while I would not say no to, um, well, a uh, self. Um, uh, self-analingus? Filating. <laughs> well, I would not say no to self-filating, I don't think. Never have the opportunity um, because I can't even touch my own toes. I would absolutely be not down with um, eating my own ass. That sounds not even remotely fun to me, and I wouldn't I, – I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's well, way it, too intimate. I, I know my own butt way too well. It's too intimate. <laughs> <laughs> But the real question is, would you even be able to find it? Because I heard it's very small. Well, <laughs> I'd have to get down there with a microscope. It'd be so much work, so much equipment, because it's such a tiny butthole. <laughs> um, but I <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> are we on like an? Are we on like an every other episode train right now? <laughs> okay, main question. I know you can't self suck, um, but you know if you could and you could get a few inches further, would you choose to rim yourself? I've never been presented with this question. Um, That's like some contortionist shit, really. You have to imagine you're also in a pretty uncomfortable position. Like, even if you can do it, it's not like a relaxing way to be hanging out. Um, Yeah, I mean, people that can like, I I saw a porn recently where a guy was going to town on his own dick and he seemed to have to take a lot of breaks because, I mean, you'd probably cramp up, right? Yeah, I would say, would I try it? Definitely. Like, there's no, uh, yeah. Who wouldn't? I th- I feel like you'd try it, right? <laughs> I don't. Who wouldn't? I don't know that I, I think would. a lot of people wouldn't. I think. I, well, I, <laughs> but like, who do you trust more than yourself? I would make sure my butthole is clean and good to uh-huh. go, and I would try it. I don't think it would be worth the effort to consistently do it, but I'd have to know. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't try I mean, it. I, I I get where you're coming from. I don't think so. I have no interest in getting that close to my own butthole. I'm not interested. I just think that if it was a possibility, I, I, then I might become interested. I know it's so far from a possibility at this point that it hasn't even crossed my mind. But you bring up this very important question, and now I can't help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> As I sat there with a hand mirror looking at my sphincter, I couldn't help but wonder, is self analingus a thing people do now? Would I lick it? <laughs> Would I wear myself like a hat? <laughs> Speaking of, Sex and the City's coming back. Yeah, uh, Sex and the City is coming back. Can't wait. I can um, wait. I'm, it... I, like all the basic gays, are a little disappointed by the lack of Kim Cattrall. I don't even fucking care. Honestly, going back and watching it, she's such a piss poor actress. <laughs> she does bring a, a lot to the show. She's she's delightful, but also it would be so much worse if she was there because she's made it so clear that she can't stand those other ladies. And uh, <laughs> in an interview, she said that she was never even friends with them and she swore oh. she would never return to the franchise. Oh, so cold. It, fe- it would feel a little ugly if, you know, we had to watch them pretend to be best friends again. <laughs> On screen. <laughs> I cannot wait to see how they explain away her absence. You think she died from AIDS? Yes. Not, oh, my God. 
she had she, she had an AIDS scare. Did Do you she? remember she ne- she yeah in like season one or two she had oh. never gotten an STD test and she had like oh, already had insane. sex with like a hundred people on the <laughs> show. Um, so and she was very very afraid that she had HIV. Um, even though I'm pretty sure they just called it AIDS the whole time. I hope they make it hysterical, like she orgasmed to death. <laughs> She fell off the side of the building like that other woman. I'm so bored I could die. Uh, yeah, she falls out a window while fucking or, you know, Smith Jarrett, like, you know, kills her in a jealous rage. I don't know, something. Uh, or the world's some- biggest penis, like, punctures her heart. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Mr. Hands already, someone already got fucked to death in the zeitgeist. I don't think Samantha Jones can also get fucked to death. You can really write your way out of anything, so who knows? Oof. Yeah, well, I mean, soap operas have been doing it for years. Anyway, um, wow, that was, what were we talking about in the journal? I have no idea how we got here. Um, oh, self-analingus. So. I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Auto-analingus <laughs> episode title. Auto-analingus. Yeah. I like it really running together, you know? Auto-analingus. January 30th. First show, Great. Really had fun and even enjoyed imagination. <laughs> Second show was shit for everyone. Audience sucked. <laughs> well, how did I really feel about that one? <laughs> <laughs> Cleaned room and bathroom. Bike ride reminds me of kick. Oh. January 31st, two shows. Hate matinees. I thought it said hate manatees. <laughs> Side note, hate manatees. <laughs> uh, both were fine. Mm. Watched Carol with Luke. Little boring. Ah! It's yeah. supposed to be one of Kate Blanchett's greatest performances of all time. I think this is one of my most controversial opinions. It's like, she won, I'm pretty sure she won the Oscar for it. Don't quote me, but it is lauded as an amazing movie. I think it's like, okay. I don't know. I was, it's uh, so I've slow. never seen it. And speaking of separating the art from the artist... It's a Woody Allen movie. Oh, huh, yeah. And that people, a lot of the time, similar to Tarantino, talk about separating the art from the artist because that guy is a fucking creep. Um, little boring, no wine tonight. Woo! <laughs> Girl, I get it. Did I say woo? In yeah. Journal? No wine, woo? Yeah. Like, congrats <laughs> for not drinking for the first time? <laughs> yes. That's how I read it. No wine, probably lots of weed, because it's been saying smoke and drink. It was just smoke, so good for you. Uh, um, Disney tomorrow! Exclamation point! Oh, we know she loves Disney. Feb one, twenty sixteen. Oh, we're in Disney February? day, really fun. Yeah. Hey, good for you. That was that was rhythmic. Song, imagination in Tom Sawyer Cave. Oh, Song. sang imagination. Oh, sang okay. imagination. In Tom I remember Sawyer this. Cave. Like this is. Uh, if I witnessed it, I'd be mortified for the people doing it, and I hate myself looking back, but I do remember Hold on. this. Can I guess? Yeah, go on. Can I just guess? Uh-huh. You're there with your cast. It's an acapella song with tight harmonies. You're in a cave with good acoustics, so you guys fucking performed, We did you? it, and um, it was oh, a good way for me to... Die. <laughs> I know, especially because die. this song I've been complaining <laughs> about, but we were alone in the cave. Also... You guys are at a theme park where there are people being paid to perform at every corner. And you're like, I know. Hold on. Hold my beer. I've got this, baby. <laughs> it was very embarrassing, but it was like really fun and honestly. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> you would only write it down if it, you like got some, like if you felt good about it. So. Yeah. Well, well done. Okay. It's, you know, simple joys of, of 
singing sometimes, even though that is mm-hmm. absolutely objectively embarrassing. It is. Did people gather? Did people think you worked there? People ran. Did people just roll their <laughs> eyes and walk away? People stopped, dropped, and roll because it was fire. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's that kind of reminds me of like uh, like high school choirs, uh, you know, on uh-huh. a choir trip somewhere. Oh yeah, and they like wander in somewhere, like, oh my god, it sounds so good in here. Let's let's sing, and then everyone is like, God, shut these little shits up. Quick acapella warm up, friends. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> totally. It's very pitch perfect. It's, oh, I am yeah. shocked very we were not perfect. slapped. Oh, uh, well, you know, at the time, apparently you liked it. Um, and then you said you loved PhilharMagic. <laughs> Is that a show? Surely. Surely that <laughs> bullshit of a word was created by Disney. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like a Disney show. You ate at the boathouse, got super stoned, and somehow hurt neck. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. I was absolutely whipping my hair back and forth. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. We've we've seen you out of your mind at Disney before. <laughs> she dances. I don't know how to be in Disney sober. Uh, she bangs. <laughs> well done. Um, See episode six, maybe? I don't know. Very early on. <laughs> uh, you were a full beat off, if I yeah. remember correctly, for She Bangs. Good job. That's like well over a year ago now. See, I do occasionally listen to the show. <laughs> February 2, it was a fine show. Did a split, but probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Reminds me of Drunk Ballet. Leg still feeling sore. The split was um, fun, but then I have a, like a really awkward, I had like a 15 second musical or instrumental interlude in a solo I was singing, and I'd you know, do a little turn and a split, and... I'd get a good reaction, but then I have to climb back up using the microphone stand as support. So that part was, uh, <laughs> I don't know that the split was worth the aftermath, you know? Oh, <laughs> yep. I always think that during uh, lip syncs on Drag Race, when uh, people get down in the splits, I'm like, this is either going to be really graceful or it's going to be awful because sometimes they really just have to lumber out of that position. Oh, that's yeah. Very not cute. So that's me while while singing the you know next verse of the song, <laughs> lumbering my way up. Climb <laughs> slowly, pulling yourself up via mic stand um you did a workout finally and cleaned your room spaghetti squash and meatless balls for dinner <laughs> and watched the revenant and meatless mm. balls ew <laughs> it tastes the same if you close your eyes and 13 orders of fries is that it here wine and beer la vie bohème lyrics once they're in your head never go away it's similar to All Star that way. Never, Anyone never who learned. learned it from Rent knows it still. And there's also like a few words in there that I still absolutely make up that I'm not entirely 100%. sure. Hundred percent. It is actually so satisfying. It happens all the time. This week, even when I learn who these people were that I memorized absolutely. in a song years and years ago. As I age, I will still learn things. I'm like, ah, oh, that is reference in La Vie Bohème. Mm-hmm. Now I know why. It's a wonderful phenomenon. Uh, <laughs> also, that's incredible lyricism. That song. That's what. That's the reason that everyone learns it every theater gay learns that song because it's like you know that like there's all these references that even if they're above your head it just like they all mean something mm-hmm. and it all is like it's it's it is masterful the way that song is put together it truly is um how do we get here oh oh right meatless balls <laughs> you made meatless balls for dinner and then you watched the revenant that's the last thing on february 2nd that was a great fucking movie and it finally earned leo his oscar yeah also, Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast before, but he is rumored to, um, you know how he only Run dates for models. President. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> he like famously only dates models and he 
there's a, a rumor in Hollywood that when he uh, fucks all the women he brings home, he famously wears headphones while he does it. And everyone, I've I've heard multiple what? people talk about it. And the the number question, number one question is like, what is he listening to? <laughs> what could he possibly that be listening insane. to? <laughs> well, he has sex with all these supermodels with headphones. It's in. very offensive. Very bizarre. Very very offensive. <laughs> Truly. It's not making love. I mean, I think it's fair my to say. lovers usually ask for headphones as well. But that's because I make terrible noises. <laughs> no, the, your lovers ask for you to wear a paper bag. These are very Ooh. different things. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Rude. Um, all right, friend. That's enough journal for this week. Did we hear Great. from any listeners? We did. We heard from a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> I love it when you hear from a bunch. Well, s- Write us messages. Some of them were just... Um, dismayed at our terrible timing in the last couple episodes with news breaking um but oh, it's not our fault i know some we are not a news podcast very very defensive um here's a message from a fella named ken on instagram just says when i'm having a bad day i just sing head and shoulders knees and taints <laughs> always makes me smile <laughs> oh my god what a deep cut very deep cut but it is an episode title from way back when so thanks ken Head, shoulders knees and taint also a review i wanted to share from Judabad via Apple Podcasts in Australia. I love this podcast. I've been listening since episode four. Did he skip the first three episodes? The guys are funny, <laughs> vibrant, and sometimes very sincere. <laughs> Often not, though. <laughs> I never thought I'd be able to replace Karen and Georgia as my podcast <gasps> best friends. Oh, you heard it here. But Mike and Cam just bring me so much joy. Oh, my God. We've, we've overtaken the world's number one podcast. <laughs> amazing um you guys karen and georgia are my podcast best friends so that is very very high praise thank you very much um i would plug their podcast but everyone already listens to my favorite murder and lastly a sweet message i wanted to share from harrison on instagram ford hey guys yes harrison ford (laughs) hey guys (laughs) just listened to your new year's eve podcast where you made an effort to talk about the good things in 2020 i discovered your podcast in the early throes of the pandemic Sure was soul-crushing to hear all the exciting plans that were discussed during the podcast time bubble, knowing what was coming. Mm. Yes, we agree. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough to listen to in retrospect, honestly. Um, But kind of a fun time capsule, very quickly aged. Continuing, (laughs) I wanted to say, you've been a great aspect of 2020 for me. I've loved listening to both both of your journeys, and it's really helped me embrace the gay in my life. We live in a relatively socially conservative slash old family state of South Australia, so it's been great to hear being gay, making your own traditions, and questioning ingrained social conventions framed so positively and communicated with such energy. That was hard to say, but I think it made sense. It was so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> made a lot of sense. Just because you're not good at reading doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Celebrating the gayest moment of the week has become part of our lexicon. Wow, that's a compliment. Um, and keep up all the great work and tangential chats in 2021. I hope that you can make it to Australia soon. Ah, oh, us too. I really, truly love that people are here for the tangential chats because honestly, that's why we show up every week. That could have been an alternative title to this uh, podcast, Tangential Chats. Tangential Chats. <laughs> Very hard to say. Uh, but what's not hard for me to say? Uh, all right, Mike, that's enough tangential chats for this week. If people want more of My Best Friends Journal, they can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. They can email us at mybestfriendsjournal best at gmail.com. They can find us on Instagram at mbfjpodcast. And they can also visit mattbomersabs.com. They sure can. Please, please, please leave us a rating and review. 
still helps this show get out there. And also, um, you know, we'll read it out here and it's fun for us. Yeah, we haven't been reading a lot of reviews lately, but uh, we're happy to do so. And uh, they bring us joy. So thanks. Yeah. In advance. All right. That does it for this week. Until next time, Mike, always remember. Honestly, I really regret not associating auto analingus with singing in caves. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. It's in your head, in your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. Damn it. Michael, can you teach me how to yodel? Teach me how to yodel. Teach me, teach me how to yodel.